Okay. <laughs> check, check, I play the intro song again? Check, check, check. Professionalism I know. all the way. I know. That, well, this, this, <laughs> that's better. The xylophone was on its side. It doesn't really. It's been a while, Scott Kennedy. It has been a while. How are you doing, Jane? Pretty good. Uh, marveling at the snow on the hills. Yes. I think the last time we did this, there was snow on the hills, but it was actually winter then, yeah. so it made sense. Queenstown's had some snow. Yes, but uh, welcome back to the Scott and Jane show. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully our loyal listeners. <laughs> My mom and your mom. My mom uh, <laughs> are doing well. Um, but we're back today to talk about a, a topic that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, we, we talked about books last time, I think. Mm-hmm. So long ago, I can hardly remember. I know, um, but we're going to talk about music today, and not and not just music because we could talk. We could just talk about music for days, I think. But we're going to talk specifically about some musical things. So, what, what's our plan? Tell tell the tell the listeners at home, Jay. So I I have this thing where um, you know you're driving along in your car and you hear a song on the radio, and it instantly transports. It's like smell, I suppose. Instantly transports you back to somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, I I love it. And I I had this thing this idea years ago where I wanted to write down all the songs that reminded me of people oh, wow. and tag them on Facebook and get them to do it. Oh. So, you know, you know, those like chain letter things yeah. that go around, yeah. you know, instead of all oh, these are my qualities, you write down a list of songs and you tag those people in those songs because they'll, they probably don't even know that, they, that you are reminded of them mm. by those songs. That's a really good idea. And it could be people who you were friends with when you were five and, and they never knew that, you know, yeah, Radioheads, whatever, reminds you of them every time you hear it. Oh wow! So that's, I think, yeah, that's a very clever idea. Yeah, and I might, I might do it one day. But yes. um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the idea is to talk about those songs that remind you either of a place, a time, a person, um, or just evoke some kind of memory for you. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, that's what music is so powerful. It's you know, it's it's superpower of like connecting you to memories and to you know, it 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 for me it forms the the emotional thread that goes through everything that you know music is that so i i can't help but you know when i hear a song if i've heard it before it's like it connects me back to when i first heard it or a time that sort of connects connects to that yeah so. and how a song for you could mean you know it could remind you of somebody's funeral yeah. but and yet that song reminds me of a really amazing holiday totally so, yeah. totally and you know songs that sound happy remind sometimes remind me of sad yeah, times yeah. and and, yeah. and vice versa have you got any songs that you can't listen to you don't have to name them um, i've got a couple it's sort of like they bring back too many you bad memories you just turn memories. them off yeah ah. uh, i've got a couple a couple artists that when i hear them they remind me of things that i'm like oh i don't want to think about that yeah. so i just don't yeah, yeah. so that they, they they do not feature on avoidance my list avoidance is good yeah <laughs> yeah it would be really awkward if my five were those songs I for you? I ran screaming from the room. <laughs> I'm ah, a really bad time. Remind yeah. me of that boyfriend. Ah. Yeah. So as as per usual, um, Jane and I have no idea <laughs> what the other is going to talk about. So it could be it could be lots of disagreements or just well, there might just be five songs. Yeah, fair enough. Right. So and do you want to kick off? No, you can start us oh, off. Okay. Um, I never know how to say this. The name because I know the song really well, but I only just found out what the name of it was. Ah. So it's um, is it Elegia by New Order? You'll you'll know it when you hear it. Basically, it's played in Pretty in Pink, which is a John Hughes film, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, I absolutely love it. And it and it reminds me of um, 
a time when I, all my sister's friends were four or five years older than me and they used to bring home John Hughes films and I wasn't allowed to watch them because they were 15. But they used to let me watch them. And it was like my entry into their world. Yeah. So I remember watching Breakfast Club for the first time. Yeah. And I remember seeing it on the side in its little case, in its tape videotape case mm-hmm. on the side of my friend's house and um and I looked on the back and there's a picture on the back of the Breakfast Club video that isn't actually in the film right and it and it's you you know Breakfast Club oh, so um the girl with the dark hair who's a bit goth yeah there's a picture of her with kind of fangs right. in the picture and it's not in the film oh. so it freaked me out and I was really frightened of watching it right. but my sister was like you're watching it because we're watching it so you thought it was like a horror movie I thought it was a horror movie so I freaked right. so yeah. every time I hear um that song the New Order song, it reminds me, and it's in Pretty in Pink, which I absolutely love, mm-hmm. but um, it just transports me back to that yeah. day of being really frightened and actually that film was not anything like yeah. what it was. Well, th- I mean, those those sort of like iconic 80s Brat Pack films yeah. were just, to me, there's there's music connecting all of those. Oh, totally. And as as being a child of the 80s and 90s, it's like it, those movies bring me back to the music yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. You know, you, you, can't, you can't not hear... Um, uh, what's in this, what's the song at the end of Breakfast Club? Uh, don't you forget don't you about, about me? Yeah. Without thinking about you know yeah. walking through the football field, yeah. sort of. No, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and you still when you hear those songs, you still you you kind of your old mind, older mind goes, I want to be rebel, <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone. I know. I want to dye my hair red. If you if you watch the dancing scene in Breakfast Club, it it it's a bit dated. Yeah, but but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, actually, I had a teacher in school who showed us the Breakfast Club in high school. Which I thought was kind of subser- subversive awesome. for a teacher. Yeah, he was my maths teacher as well. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. I think it was it was the 90s. He was just he's he's phoning it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, my first song um, also is is also it's actually kind of related to school as well. Um, is "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana? Ooh. Yeah, quite a well-known song for the listeners out there. If you haven't heard it yet, look it up. Um, yeah, but I have this really specific memory of hearing that song for the very, very first time. And it was in school. Um, I would have been in junior high school or maybe, yeah, junior high school. And, um, this is sort of showing my age and the age of the song as well. Um, I first, first heard it borrowing one of my friend's headphones on his Sony sports Walkman tape. And he's like, I've just, I've just heard this i just got this new album you've got to hear this song and he sort of gave me this tape earphone i plugged it into one ear and so i so i heard it in one one ear and it just completely changed my view of music forever because up until then i was listening to like def leppard and motley (laughs) Crue and really bad (laughs) 80s metal sort of stuff and it was like oh my goodness this has totally changed everything and it just completely changed my outlook on um music and art and kind of life because yeah. it's like that that whole i hate to say grunge movement but that like diy anybody can be an artist movement started and all of a sudden it seemed completely achievable for a suburban canadian kid to to go and make art where before it was like completely out of reach because it's like you had to be the world's best guitar player and have leather pants and massive hair yeah. which was not me yeah yeah i love it yeah. i love that song yeah, yeah it's so much <laughs> the the first like two seconds of it brings you back to that time yeah and you want to and i don't i don't care where you are or how old you are i think you still everyone wants to start jumping up and down or run around absolutely yeah absolutely and we we all wanted to be in that high school that trashes the, the school dance at the end of the yeah, video yeah yeah they should play it at board meetings i reckon they should at the start yeah 
it's, I, it'd like sort out the rough from the smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely would do that. Uh, I love okay. it. Song number two. Okay, uh, number two is the Bad Album by Michael Jackson. Um, mm. I got it when I was eight for Christmas. Um, a little tape, and you know what you used to do with, with the tape? You'd pull out the the inside notes, yeah. and you'd go through them with a fine tooth comb and see if you know they said this is for Jane, which obviously one, me one, and Michael one don't go way back. <laughs> yeah, one day. Um, but I remember I got a, I got the bad Michael Jackson album. I got a sleeping bag, and I got a, a walk. A, Walkman, Walkman um, and I lay on my bedroom floor in my sleeping bag and slept in it on the floor for about two weeks listening to my bad album every night. My mum used to come in and tell me off because it was late and I was still listening to it. But I hear the way you make me feel on the radio and the, I instantly transported back to lying on the floor in my sleeping bag listening to it. And I just love that album. It's so, it's just so my time. Yeah. And I think I felt slightly adult because I was, I was only eight, but... Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just rem- it just takes me back so much, and oh, I'm being kind of images of um, got really into WWF when I was there. <laughs> right, was that's yeah. a whole new podcast. I know, and and there was that. There was watching WWF and playing um, Nintendo. Right. Yeah. See, I I I was into WWF as well. Yeah. Um, but to me, I'll always associate Cindy Lauper with <laughs> WWF. There you go. Yeah. But no, those those classic Michael Jackson albums were just amazing at the time especially and it was like this was this was when i think people kind of forget that there was a time when he wasn't a weirdo yeah when he was just amazing, amazing. yeah so amazing and and those albums really kind of united everyone like everyone loved you know bad and thriller and all those yeah. things and it was like i remember watching the the thriller video on tv when it was like a special like the <laughs> night of premiere <laughs> being a bit freaked out yeah oh, totally <laughs> it's amazing yeah no and it's i think i think maybe people don't do that as much these days i don't know like getting an album the night it, or day it comes out and just lying on your floor and oh no, to it. no 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 i think i um i just buy single songs just because i like them mm-hmm. i haven't bought an album in a long time yeah where i've sat and listened to it over well i think you know now we live in this age of like uh, streaming music where i i'm not sure how much music anyone will ever own again no i know we'll just live on a cloud yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like it, a friend of mine put it really well the other day. They were like, if I ever stop subscribing to Spotify, I'll lose all my music. Yeah. Like, I just won't have any. Yeah. Which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, like, we're locked into Spotify for life. Yeah, it really is terrifying. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, um, for my second song, I'm going to go a bit a bit deeper back into my childhood. Um, so this is me about age five. And the first the first album I ever got... And by album, I think it was a tape. Would have been a tape. Um, was a "Good Vibrations" by the Beach uh. Boys, and uh, this was like this very life-changing moment. Um, I'm not that old. It was quite an old album when I got it, um, but my parents gave it to me because the first the first concert I ever went to is my mom took me to a Beach Boys concert, which was really cool. I was about five years old, and I really liked it. And so mom mom bought me this album, and I had like a Walkman, sports Walkman thing. And I had a swing set in my backyard and I would listen to this album like for hours on end and just swing on the swing set. <laughs> so when I when I hear good vibrations and like classic Beach Boys, it just remember, reminds me of being a kid. Yep. And this like freedom of no responsibility whatsoever. Yep. Which is really great. And and now going back and listening to that that song especially, it's probably the most influential song 
I can think of for me as as a as a musician. It's like that. Everything I do has been trying to make that song again. Yeah. Really unsuccessfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can't do the Beach Boys. No, ever. it's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just that's always resonated with me. That song even even more than like Beatles and Stones and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It's always been the Beach Boys. Yeah. 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 Uh, so my number three is a Beach Boys song. <laughs> Excellent. Self high five. Um, the Beach Boys, um, to me, just reminded me of my dad. Like it was always on in my house. It was on. We used to do a long drive out to, um, or like if we went to the seaside or whatever weekends, you would have the Beach Boys playing the whole way there and the whole way back. Wow. A little bit of uh, Neil Diamond, uh, Neil Sedaka slotted in there, mm. but it was always the Beach Boys. So mine is Do It Again by the Beach Boys. Yep. Now I think this is, and I might try and play it for you, because I think this is the best beginning of a song ever. It's like, it's it kind of, I want to say it's really sexy, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's never, ever been done. Let's see if this works. I don't want an ad. Don't play me an ad. That would be awkward. Um, let's see if it works. Uh, I'll commentate. Jane is currently <laughs> messing around with her phone trying to find a song. Is it going to work? Come on. We can do this. Come on. It's just going to ruin it for me. Oh. It's going to ruin we're, it. We're getting there. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, it's... um. It just I think it's just amazing. And it just it just... Every time I hear it or I hear a Beach Boy song... It just reminds me of my dad. It's a good start. It's like, I think it's just one of the most, when you hear it really loud and it's just that noise, it just makes me go, oh, it's my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's, um, speaking of loud music, I I was reading a, a thing recently. They were talking about how your brain reacts to music. And how there's something to do with loud music that changes the chemical reaction in your brain when you hear music. So there's actually listening to music loud is actually important to the enjoyment of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that and that connects to those emotions yeah, yeah. of it all. Did you see the Beach Boys movie? The, the no, Brian I was just thinking of that when you spoke about the Beach Boys. I need to. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. It's worth checking out. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not maybe not the definitive thing. No, because I really like Paul. Da- is it Paul Dano? Yeah, yeah, who's always plays crazy. Yeah, parts. they did. I mean, they did this interesting thing where he played Brian Wilson at the start as a young man, and then John Cusack played him yeah. as an older man. Um, where I think they should have just kept Paul Dano yeah. in the whole thing. Yeah, like you know, put a bit of makeup on him. If yeah. they can make Brad put Brad Pitt into Benjamin yeah. Button, <laughs> they can make Paul Dano <laughs> ten on, years old. People. Yeah, remake it. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, my. My third choice um, is Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Uh. Yeah, very, very, very special song, very beautiful song. Um, and for me, this this song holds some really specific memories of being in art school. And when I was in art school, uh, I did photography. And this was back in the in the, the analog photography days, so film and dark rooms and all that sort of stuff. And we had this, this dark room in the school where we'd all go and... and print pictures mostly into the into the wee hours of the night and we had a stereo in there which well my stereo was like a boom box and we could we all took turns putting in our mixtapes and uh this was one of my sort of go-to songs and go-to albums you know the, the bands by radiohead was just amazing um actually everything radiohead is amazing um but that song especially like really takes me back to being being there at like three o'clock in the morning printing pictures and in, in the dark um so it's you know has this it doesn't associate with any specific photography or anything but just that feeling of of artistic creation so it's such a good song
being 16 that's where i've been at college yeah 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 and um it's i feel like radiohead as a band is is you know they've they've grown as artists as those of us who were you know teenagers in that era have grown with them so it's like they feel kind of everything feels very contemporary and very now it must be really interesting to talk to someone who's a teenager now like what do they think of that band yeah you know is it are they out of step with where yeah they are do they do they think of them in a different way yeah who knows who knows we could do whole we could do a podcast on radiohead we could we really could um okay my fourth um is my first uh record that i bought um which was physical by olivia newton john wow and and when i look back now (laughs) i don't even know how old i was i was very young probably about five or six maybe right random when i look back at the video now i'm like why was i allowed (laughs) yeah yeah there's a very thinly veiled metaphor really in there i don't understand why one i had access to that song or what that was about but um i remember um i called it fizzy girl because i couldn't say physical <laughs> so now whenever my mum hears it she that's what she thinks um but i remember dancing and playing it over and over and over yeah. and over and you know that whole period of time around when we when you go through you either go to dance lessons or you don't i did and then got thrown out because i was rubbish mm-hmm. so um I used to just go and mess about. But I remember being in a leotard and dancing around to that song. And then I got it on record. And I was just so... Even now I listen to it and I'm just transported back to being really, really, really little. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my sister dancing around in the front room to it. And my sister doing the splits and stuff like that. And yeah. I never could. <laughs> did, you, did you ever wear a tape out when you were a kid? Like where you listen to a song or rewind? Wear it out? Yeah. Oh, I must have done. I must have. Yeah. Yeah, but I still like the the record I've got. I, I it's somewhere at home, and um, I'd love to get it because it's probably scratched as hell. But that song, just whenever I hear it, I just go, "Oh my god!" Mm. Did you did you, did you have more records or more tapes as a kid? Uh, probably I. Probably records. Yeah. Because I remember getting New Kids on the Block album as an album. On a re- on a record, yeah, and having a massive stack of records in my bedroom, yeah, and then all of a sudden it kind of rolled over into tapes, yeah. which was probably where the bad thing came into, yeah, because I got bad on a tape, right? And it was like woo, ah. um, and I didn't get CDs for yonkers. Can Can you remember your first album, like record, tape, and CD? I can remember um, Bros. Did you have Bros. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bros was my first record. They're reforming, apparently. Uh, I heard that. Um, oh no, no, actually, the Living Newton John, Newton John was my first record. My first tape, I think, was actually bad. Um, and my first CD was Pulp, um, the Pulp album. Oh, Common album. People. Yeah, the uh, the album that yeah. came out. Yeah. Wow, that's and, a, that's a and good. And you? That's uh, okay. Um, first tape would have been Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, first album record. Um, probably would have been just stuff stolen from my parents' record collection, which I think they had like a a Beatles compilation um, with, you know, it's one of those just greatest hits sort of things. I remember like loving that. Um, first CD was Hysteria by Def Leppard. Oh, nice. And I remember my mom was like really scared that I was getting into heavy metal. <laughs> um, and, I, and I got like a, a Def Leppard t-shirt. And she wouldn't let me wear it to school. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. I love it. Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, okay. Uh, my next one is uh, is the song Teardrop, which is originally by Massive Attack. Um, but 
it's actually a cover version of it by a singer called Newton Frank Franken Frankenwriter Franken something <laughs> Frankenfurter Frankenfurter Franken um, I'll, I'll I'll check that as, as I'm talking <laughs> here um, and that it's it's an it's a really iconic song and it's it's become more iconic because it was used as like the opening theme for House and all that stuff but um, um, but a really amazing massive tech song and the memory that's so clear of that song has nothing to do with when the original came out. It was years later. Um, I was actually, I was at Burning Man Festival in the States and it was the last day of Burning Man. Everything was finishing up. We were all packing up to leave and somebody was playing a stereo, massive stereo off in the desert and and this song came on, this cover version of, of this massive attack song. Just as like, it was kind of the surreal scene of everyone taking all their stuff away and massive bonfires people just burning stuff that, that's just going to get left there and art that's so the ashes of art burning and um almost a surreal post post-apocalyptic scene um as things are kind of returning back to to the desert but people walking around wearing like feather boas and tutus and yeah. stuff out of mad max and this surreal combination of of sort of peace and serenity and, and madness so that that song will always will always hold that for me of that that alchemy of of chaos and order yeah um, all wrapped up into one acoustic song would you go back to burning man yeah definitely do you think it will never be what it was have you been once i've been once yeah i've been once and i think i think it's easy to look back and on events like that you could say the same thing about glastonbury or or winter festival it's like it's it's never going to be what it was in the good old days um but everyone's good old days is different from everyone else's absolutely um, so I would go back and it would be different, but that's okay. Yeah. Changes, changes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, and it's, it's, I think it's quite a misunderstood event and festival. People think it's, it's one thing that might be hedonistic or, you know, wh- whatever you want to think about it. But I, I, I think of just this amazing gathering of interesting people with amazing art. Yeah. So I'd I love to go. I'd go back in a, in yeah. a flash. Yeah, yeah. Right. We should hang out more. Cause my number five is mezzanine by massive <laughs> Wow. We should hang out and listen to music. Um, we should. Yeah. So ni- about 97, 98 for me, music-wise, which was kind of like Mezzanine, OK Computer, um, mm-hmm. Urban Hymns by The Verve. Yeah. That that era, I, I, I am stuck in 1997. I listened to that era so much. so much. And it just reminds me of being, I was 18, 17, 18, um, and... For me, I, I was always into music, but I was never into alternative music yep. till I was probably about 16, 17, 18, when I was just exposed to, because of my sister, exposed to all this music, like the Pixies and mm-hmm, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I'd, I would, without her kind of throwing me in amongst all this music, I yep. would never have heard it. And I think Mezzanine to me is just such a, it was, it's kind of a, well, the front cover is scary because it's black yeah. and it's an insect and it's yeah. all a bit weird. It's that, it's that weird like scorpion thing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. and I, I just heard it and was, it just, you know, when music just makes you feel so not like yourself and unlocks, it unlocks all that like real deep, darky, creative stuff in yeah. your brain that you've never been exposed to in high school. Yeah, yeah. Because um, high school tries to get rid of all that stuff. Yeah. And it just like my brain exploded. And I just used to lie and listen to it on the floor. Yeah. And it's dark. It's yeah. so dark. Such a dark album. But it's so beautiful and amazing. Yeah, it's. I think it's albums like that that sort of like, there's all like the the the, the people that ostracize people in high school, like the freaky weirdo people, and it's you hear albums like that for the first time, and you're like, hold on, 
that's the album those people are making. Yeah. And this is cool. And it, like, it blows your mind. It's yeah. like, I don't, I have no desire to be one of the cool kids anymore. No. I want to hang out with the, the weirdos, yeah. you know, smoking behind the, yeah. the gym. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. And I, I spent the whole summer listening to those. Like I got into really into Tricky and, yeah. and I spent the whole summer just going on holiday. We had no, me and my sister had no money and we just yeah. ended up going away and going on holidays and just hanging out and listening to music and just smoking and getting drunk. And it was just, I had like my 17th, 18th year was so amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember them being so amazing and going back to uni and being like, oh my God, my world's exploded. Like totally yeah. opened my eyes to stuff. Well, I think, you know, I think the music that you listen to when you're 16, 17, 18 is probably the music that sticks with you and, mm. and influences you for the rest of your life. And I, I feel so fortunate that the music that was exploding everywhere when I was that age was grunge and Britpop and like early electronica, not early electronica, but like, you know, rave scene, all that sort of stuff. So it's like <laughs> the golden age of all these amazing artists was at the time when my musical brain was like a sponge, yeah. you know? It's, I, I couldn't imagine how, how shitty it would be to be going through that sort of sponge brain era when like disco was king and yeah. being forced to be into disco for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, you know. I quite or, like disco. Well, that's, thank you for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And that, to me, that will always be this time capsule of a classic era of music where it just, that brings me musically home. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that it sort of keeps resonating with people is is awesome. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. My um my fifth fifth choice um it might be might be a slightly obscure choice for some of our listeners. Um, the the song is called Scared, and it's by a Canadian band called The Tragically Hip. Uh, yes. I knew they'd come up. Somewhere. Yeah, they were going to come up, come up eventually. Now, the Tragically Hip um, was a very, or is a very well-known band in Canada. They're they're one of those bands that we all expected and, and wanted them to achieve international stardom and success. They were sort of our our greatest export, we thought. But for whatever reason, because of timing or or whatever, they never really got big. And I put big in inverted commas. I've never heard of them. No, no. But they're the biggest band in Canada by far. They've outsold the Beatles and the Rolling Stones in Canada. So they're huge. Absolutely huge. Um, but they never really got anywhere. And they became this, that became a almost a a point of like, well, why, why don't they, why doesn't everybody like our music? For years and years and years, Canadians almost got a chip on their shoulder because of it. But it's only in, in recent times where we've kind of, as Canadians sort of went, oh, actually they're, they're ours. And we're really happy. They're your darlings. Yeah, they're yeah. Our, our sort of darlings. Yeah. And, and what, sort of uh, brings this into into focus now is what's happened in the last sort of year or so with this band where the uh gord downey who's the lead singer of the band has been diagnosed with brain cancer a very aggressive form of terminal brain cancer and they did a they did one last tour across canada to sort of sort of probably wave goodbye as a band so well well he goes and gets treatment um and it it shot me back to this song, this song "Scared," which came out in B ninety four, I think. So kind of at the height of their of their success and fame, and it's it's this very very poignant kind of slow acoustic guitar song. But it, it, I remember when I found out that the Gord, the singer, was was ill. Um, the first thing I thought of was, "Wow, I'm I'm really I'm really scared. I can't. I don't want to lose this icon of my." of my youth and my, my musical evolution. So my mind immediately went back to that song. So 
that even this is this is a relatively recent memory but that song will forever be associated with that moment of finding out that he's unwell so so it's kind of yeah it's, it's kind of it's very fresh memory yeah yeah I, and i'd never heard them when you talked about the concert i was like i don't know who, who the hell are these people yeah <laughs> and i i don't i don't know if people can if you haven't experienced them as a band for for all this time it may be too late to sort of jump on the train. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the music is great. And I think the univer- music is universally great. Um, but the social and cultural connection, I don't know. It would be like explaining the Rolling Stones to someone who'd never heard them before. But I d- and I don't think, uh, like in the UK, I don't think we've got a... Uh, maybe, I don't know, I, the Stone Roses springs to mind, but I don't think that would playing the Stone Roses on a concert wouldn't bring a country together. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know if we've got somebody yeah. who nobody else knows about yeah that's just so ingrained in a country yeah that, n- that everyone else goes who but yeah. we all go how oh, we know yeah i don't know if there is that i was i was trying to think of it in new zealand terms and and maybe maybe dave dobbin yeah yeah something yeah. like that yeah. in australian terms maybe like midnight oil yeah those sort of yeah, like yeah. classic era yeah. bands um it's it's hard to put it into a, into a uk or, or u.s context because everything big there goes, goes big, big. Ev- yeah everywhere yeah um, where, you know, places like Canada and Australia and New Zealand, we, we have, we, we don't have that luxury or yeah. that, that thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. I'm going to go and listen. You should, you should. Do you know, I was thinking as, as we were talking, we should actually attach like a Spotify playlist to this. With, we will. With the music on. We will do that. Yeah. We haven't talked about this before, so I'm hoping <laughs> that may or may not happen. We yeah. may be editing that out. No, I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Nice. And if you have your... Yeah. favorites people yes give them to us yes find us on the interwebs Educators. yes it suggests things and um you know i think as we've been saying it's like it's the stories that connect these songs that make it interesting so you know i think we want to hear people's stories yeah, and yeah. what what brings them to these this music because i know when i hear the songs that you've talked about now it's going to change how i think about yeah. them and yeah we'd like to do that with more people awesome yes i like it yes right Anything else you want to add, Jane? I think we're done. I think we're done. I think I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been emotional. <laughs> Hold on, I have to get the xylophone. Yeah, get the xylophone. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Just hold on one second. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Thank you. you Thank you. W- Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. I'm, I'm sure sometime sooner this, yeah, this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and if listeners out there have any ideas or suggestions of stuff you want us to talk about or talk to or anything, yeah. let us know. Yeah. We're, we're here for you guys. We're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Au revoir.